Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, also known to you as DJ Soundwave. Thank you for checking out the show. Appreciate everybody who's been listening and reposting, new listeners, old listeners, and everything in between. <laughs> whatever whatever between old and new is. So thanks for checking out the show and everything like that. Really appreciate it. Want to give a shout out to Michael Myers, the MC who was on the last episode. Definitely go check out his music on Bandcamp to search Michael Myers. Longtime fan of his. His first album, It's Been a Long Time Coming, is one of my all-time favorite hip-hop records. And look for his remix album of that record to come out very soon. So definitely big shout-out to Michael Myers for coming on the show in the last episode. Today's episode is going to center mostly around The Walking Dead. So if you're a fan of that show, a lot to talk about. In the news this week, they've mentioned that the show will now be ending. There's now an endgame for The Walking Dead series. But there are some spin-offs coming out, and I'll we'll talk about those later on. Also, I want to talk about the Negan Lives comic book, which might play a role in the series, maybe not. But I do want to talk about that, because it's been a while since I've talked about comic books on here. And third, but definitely not least... Vincent M. Ward. He's an actor. He's done a lot of things. And he was on The Walking Dead, season three. He played Oscar, one of the inmates. If you remember, in the third season, Rick and the gang go to the jail. Vincent Ward played Oscar, one of the five inmates that was there inside the prison. And he became part of their group. So we talked to him about his time on The Walking Dead and everything he's doing now. Big fan of his work. So really looking forward to talking to him. So you can find the show on all digital platforms, specifically places like iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and now on Anchor. So definitely check us out on there. Follow the show on all the social media places you look at. Instagram, Infinite Banter Podcast. Check me out there. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter, as well as on Facebook. Same thing, at Infinite Banter. And there is a YouTube page where I put on clips from past guests and such. So just search Infinite Banter on YouTube and you'll find it there. All right, let's get into today's episode. But before we do that, got a couple things that'll be different than some of the last episodes I've done. Got a couple promos from other podcasts that become fans of. We want to play each other's promos. Well, I got a couple here that I'm going to play as well as do a quick read. I got a sponsor for today's episode. So really a lot going on. Really excited to get the show going. So let's go ahead and talk about where you can get some fine art. Today's episode of Infinite Banter is brought to you by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. Many of us can't go traveling because of everything that's going on, but this is a good way to bring the piece of the world to you. All their prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off their purchase by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com. That's T-H-E-G-A-L-R-Y.com. So your wall will never be boring again. Nobody wants boring walls. Go to thegallery.com. Find them on social media at the underscore gallery. Again, gallery spelled G-A-L-R-Y. So before we talk to Vincent Ward, talk about The Walking Dead having a final season announced, as well as the comic book Negan Lives, and anything else I ramble about in this episode, the show never starts. It never officially begins. I mean, this man always starts it, every time. The one and only, the legend himself, the king from Queens. Yo, Darren McDaniels, DMC, let them know what they're listening to. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. After listening to Infinite Banter, make sure you guys go check out the Bloody Babbles podcast. Hey there, friends. Interested in another podcast to listen to between episodes? Well, you're in luck. 
Come check out Bloody Babbles podcast. We are a gaggle of babblers who talk of true crime and other gory wonderment. New episodes are released every Tuesday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are streamed. Happy babbling, my friends. Hey, this is Josh Michael of Walking Dead fame. You don't know who I am. You're listening to Infinite Banter. So real quick, before I play this interview with Vincent M. Ward, and again, I had such a blast talking to him. Just a little bit of background here. We did the interview via Skype, so it was a video call. Only the second time I've done one of those, and it really does enhance the interview and the back and forth, for sure. In here, I included the first couple of minutes before the interview started, mainly because it was just so funny, the stuff we were talking about. We started talking about sports and things. He was wearing a Bengals hat, so I had to bring it up, and I realized we were talking so much, I hadn't even started the interview yet. So I included it here. So just in context, you're going to hear a couple minutes before the actual interview starts. But it was so funny and so much good material that I couldn't leave it out. I didn't want to save it for another episode or anything. I wanted to throw it in here. You know, just good stuff. I just really enjoyed talking to Vincent. Really had a blast. Go check him out. Find him online and everything. But here's a couple minutes of us talking and then the official interview starts a couple minutes afterwards. Just a lot of fun here talking sports. Don't get to talk sports like I used to. So it's really fun to talk about sports with Vincent M. Ward here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you doing this, dude. This is really. Oh, you got a, a Bengals hat on, so you're ready for football. I see you. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. My, my Lakers still busting butt, so you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm still focusing on that. Yeah, I, I'm a Cubs and Bears fan, so yeah, we don't have we don't have a basketball team right now. Uh, so <laughs> our basketball team's pretty bad. <laughs> but you know what? You guys got potential, but if they get rid of uh, Levine, you're in trouble. Yes. Uh, he's like the one good thing they have. And um, uh, what's his name? The the young kid, uh, Colby. Um, I'm forgetting yeah, his last name. Yeah. He, he has some potential too, but they need to get that, that coach out of there. He's clown, clown and a half. So he's gone. So. Guys, you guys, your bear should have got Cam Newton. They should have went after Cam when they had a chance. Cam is going to come. I'm not a Patriots fan. I've always hated the Patriots. But I'm, I might ride with the Patriots this year because they gave somebody an opportunity. You know, I'm all about opportunity. And I think he has something to prove, and Belichick has something to prove without Brady. So we'll see. Cam's got a lot to show that he's healthy, number one, and he could be the player that took the uh, Panthers to the Super Bowl, won MVP and all that. He is definitely right. – yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they got Nick Foles, the dude who, you know, comes in when the other guy gets hurt and does great things. <laughs> but when you need him to do it, you know, when you, we put him as a starter, he doesn't necessarily work out. But yeah, I don't know. I can talk sports with you, dude. I might have to bring that up. Forget the Walking Dead, man. I'll talk sports. Yeah, man, forget that old crap. <laughs> that old crap. My wife is actually from Chicago, too. Oh. I went to school in Chicago. Oh, man. You know what I should do? I'm, I'm talking about all this stuff, and I haven't even give you a proper intro and started it yet. We got to save this good stuff. Let me, for... let, me shut up. let me shut up. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> let me give you a proper intro, make it official, man. All right, you tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolf, and I am pleased to be joined by, he's an actor, host, spokesman, guest speaker. He's a Bengals fan, I just found out. And you've seen him on TV shows like True Blood, The Starter Wife. Everybody hates Chris, and of course, we all know him as Oscar from The Walking Dead. The one and only Vincent M. Ward is in the building on the Infinite Banter podcast. What's going on, man? What up, though? What up, people? I'm here. Appreciate it, man. And uh, like I said right at the jump, you're a Bengals fan. I see the hats. The NFL started. How hyped are you for the season to get going and for your Bengals? I'm not really a Bengals fan. I'm from Ohio, so... I was 
uh, Ohio fan. So if it was the Browns, if it was the Bengals, whatever team, man, because Ohio, we weren't known to win anything, no championships and anything except for we finally won with the Cavaliers yeah, and there the you go. Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Baseball team's bad, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we had y'all. Uh, we had the freaking About like this uh, much. I'm holding my fingers together uh, real close. <laughs> hey, when they had that rain delay, I knew we were in trouble. Man. It, well, I didn't feel good after that it rained delay until things started happening. I lost a lot of years off my life, I think, during that game seven, man. <laughs> but I was for you because to see like the, the some of those documentaries of people who've been hoping that the Cubs win and all that, I was happy for you guys. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was something I thought I'd never see in my lifetime. And the only good thing was I didn't want the Cubs to lose, of course. But if they did, it would have been kind of cool to see Cleveland get theirs. You know, but when LeBron was all excited when the right. Davis hit that home run, I, I thought I was just going to die right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew, I knew when the rain delay came, I said, we're in trouble. Yep. Here we go. Yep. The, sh- the shortest rain delay. I've watched a lot of baseball in my years. I've never seen like a 15 minute rain delay that ended that quickly. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, what happened after. Yeah. <laughs> Bears should be good, and uh, hopefully that's the team I root for, but I don't know their quarterback suspect. So we'll see what happens, man. It's going to be weird with no fans, or mostly no fans. I know They had fans last night, some bad ones right. too, apparently, but um, <laughs> the Chiefs came. <laughs> Ugh. But how you been, man? Talk about uh, your time on The Walking Dead. Of course, a lot of people listening, they know I talk about The Walking Dead on here. Uh, what was it like playing Oscar? How did you first get that role? Well, honestly... Um... I had auditioned for a different a different role. It was it was a part called Mouse, and it was. <laughs> and you're a big guy though. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. it was it was <laughs> Mouse. And then the first day when we got to the set, you know, with me and the other uh, prisoners, we were introducing ourselves to each other. And Big Tiny was like, "Yeah, I'm playing the character Mouse." I'm like, "What?" I said, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I'm playing the character Mouse." <laughs> So then finally somebody came in and gave us our real character names. Gotcha. So that wouldn't I, have fit you, I don't think. Mouse. <laughs> you know, they always try to give big guys little names. That's true. That's true. Big and Big Tiny was bigger than me. So I'm six four, uh, two fifty five. This dude was like six eight, three fifteen. Right. So compared so, to him, your mouse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably heard the news too that Walking Dead is going to be ending. They've actually come up with uh, an end for season eleven. They're going to stop the series. Yeah, any thoughts on that? And do you still watch the show? Um, I saw something about that today, but you know who knows? You you never know. You know they might come up with something else. I know they was talking about doing a couple movies, but then it was canceled because of the pandemic. Um, as far as me watching it, I haven't. I haven't been watching it i mean i didn't i didn't watch it before i was on the show oh you didn't watch it at all before you got on there no i didn't know anything about it but then i was still you know i was i was grateful to be on it once you know the buzz came out was really coming out because if you think about the first and second season it was just like hush hush starting to come around and whatnot and then the third season i was like you know when i came in i was like oh okay this is cool you know but like i said i'm grateful for being a part of of as people would say, history. Right, right, without a doubt. And they said they'll have a couple spinoff shows, and one of them where they might bring back like old characters, new characters. Maybe we get an Oscar flashback, that like a one shot. 
Nah, if, if, I, if it was an Oscar or something, let Oscar just come back. <laughs> he didn't die. <laughs> yeah, he just got a flesh wound on that bus or whatever. You know, spoiler for those who didn't yeah. see <laughs> He's still I, around. I think he did enough not just, you know, to get more than a flashback. But, hey, if it's a flashback, then it's a flashback. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to see. Even, like, just, like, uh, the day before they got into the prison, like, what you guys are doing, playing gin rummy or whatever was going on in that room, you know. Or, or see what happened, how all those people died. Right, yeah, when they're dragging them out of the cells. Yeah, so that would I, be something. I, I would like to see that. But then they would have to build all that stuff back, too, you know. Because yeah. that prison was built. You know, a lot of people think that was a real prison, but no, they did such an awesome job. Every day I was going around like knocking on stuff like, damn, this is not real. <laughs> wow. So. Right. It's just like, like you said, they destroyed most of it, if not all of it. So I'm guessing they can't just go back there and refilm it. Hey, man, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of money involved in that show. <laughs> that, that Them rebuilding that wouldn't be nothing. And talk about, um, as a fan, when I was watching, I was like, man, Oscar, I'm, I'm really liking this character. And I was kind of sad to see you didn't get to stick around as long as some of the other ones. How does that work when they when you find out? I had Joshua Michael on here who was on uh, season seven and eight. And they, I guess they call you or they tell you what, what your character is going to happen and how your character dies. How did that work out for you? Well, actually, they, they, they kind of tell you when you sign your contract. Okay. You know, you're going to maybe do seven, eight episodes. The only thing you do is hope that you end up doing more, you know. <laughs> right. And once I once I started being with uh, Rick and the crew, I actually thought I was going to be around a little longer. So yeah, you know, everybody's phone call, everybody, the way that they tell you is a little different, you know. And that scene that's really memorable, of course, is the uh, "I never pleaded for my life." You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that did you have any input on that line, or was that? Strictly no, that was the lines. That was the lines. Okay, that was just the lines. But the thing about it is, that that really happened to me before. Oh wow! Actually, twice. Oh man! Twice, I, somebody pulled a gun out on me, and it's not like I, I live that type of life. You know, the first one, the first one was a guy that I went to high school with. What? We had graduated from high school, and he was younger than me, and. At that time, he had got into that life of, you know, drug dealing and all that. So he was pretty big. He was, You know, he had money. And what happened was I saw him walking down the street, and I hadn't seen him since we graduated. And uh, I pulled over, and I gave him a ride, and I called him Nino Brown. Now, if anybody knows <laughs> Nino, Nino Brown is from New Jack City. Yeah. Time- CMB. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said, Nino, I said, Nino Brown, what you doing walking? He said, man, come on, give me a ride. So I, he get in the car, and we're talking, and he brings up old stuff about high school. And he said, remember when y'all used to tease me when we was in high school? I was like, man, everybody used to crack on, on each other. Yeah. I said, everybody used to crack on each other. And he used to look like a broke-down puff daddy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but he looked exactly like him. And, I was, and he was like, yeah, we laughed. And then all of a sudden, he pulls the gun out, and he says, tease me now. Wow. And I was like, I said, bro, I said, we was young. Everybody was cracking on each other. And he just sat there and he didn't say anything. And I, and it's like I wasn't scared, but it was just like, I felt like, how dare you pull a gun out on me on something that was happening in high school? And he told me to pull over. And he's like, before he got out, he said, I just want to let you know who's the man now. Wow. And he got out. And probably about a year later, he uh, ended up going to jail. But he's out now. 
Jeez. And another time, you ever heard of you heard of White Castles? Oh, White of course. Castles. Yeah, I try not to eat it too much because I don't like to live in the bathroom. But oh man, I love White Castles. Every time I go home, I gotta go make sure my stomach. <laughs> we were sitting in White Castle, me, two of two of my buddies, and these two girls walked past, and we didn't say anything to them. They came back out the bath. They went to the bathroom, came back out, and was like, "Which one of y'all called me a bitch?" It's like what? Right. It's like didn't they say nothing to y'all. They left. He's like, we got something for you. They left, came out, came back with this guy. And he's like, which one of y'all called my woman a bitch? And she, he's like, who said it? She's like, the one with the red shirt. Uh-oh. So we all looked at our shirts, and I had the red shirt. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, you know, he clocked, clocked the gun. Everybody in White Castles was looking. And he said, you better be glad all these people in here or else I'll shoot your ass dead. Wow. And he left out. So. Uh, lesson there. You go to White Castle. Be careful. <laughs> right. It's not just your bowels you got to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So when you're doing that scene with Oscar, that's not method acting. It no, took you to man. that place. Right. But you know what, man? For me, Oscar really... There's really no separation between Vincent and Oscar. Okay. The difference is uh, Vincent is free and likes his freedom. <laughs> and Oscar, the stuff that Oscar believed in is the same stuff that I believe in. You know, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my family. I'm not going to go to jail for him. But, you know, that was really me just being me. You know, some of the lines that, you know, I threw in every, you know, here and there to, to Axel. That was just me being me. Right. Like when he told Stephen, uh, he's like, thanks, bro. When Stephen gave us some supplies, when oh, they yeah. locked us oh, in yeah. the game. And when I was like, thanks, bro. Really? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> You're clowning him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, how dare you? This dude locking us, out in the, locking us in the gate outside in the hot weather. And you thanking him. So, right, because yeah. he also had that part where he was talking about uh, tuning up Daryl's bike, and Oscar kind of looked at him like, come on, man, balls. stop. <laughs> yeah, grow some balls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like you in here. <laughs> they still look yeah, at us as prisoners. The whole butt kissing thing, I ain't with that, man. No. <laughs> we knew that right from the jump with that whole I don't plead for my life thing. We knew right off, right away that Oscar is not here to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you know, shout out to Lou Temple, Axel. He's the one who shot, who taught me how to do the, the gun flip when I was about to shoot. Oh. Rick, make this sweet. He's like, why don't you do a gun flip? I was like, what's a gun flip? And he showed me, and I did it on the first tape. I did it on the second tape. I was like, please, Lord, do not let me drop this man's gun, or they're going to fire me right uh... here. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously no problems. <laughs> right. I was so nervous about that one, though. I can imagine. You can still do it. Do you ever do you have like a toy gun or something in the house you mess around with and still? No, nah, no, I haven't, man. I haven't did it since since then. Now I'm gonna go find one and try to do it. I mess around. <laughs> Although we have it on Break film. My finger or something. <laughs> <laughs> we have it on film. So anybody who doesn't think he can do it, it's right there on tape. Vincent Ward flipping the gun yeah. in his hand. He can easily do it anytime. <laughs> right. Do you ever do uh, the Walking Dead conventions or any of that kind of stuff? Do you ever have interaction with fans? Oh, yeah. It's a, it, man. I remember when I first started doing it. And they, they, they you know, pretty much told me, like, this is what you do. This is what's going to happen. I'm like, what? People do what? I couldn't believe it, man. <laughs> Could not believe that people are that, going there and, and, and pay people for, for autographs. Yeah. And, I, I was like, for my picture? No way. <laughs> No way. But I remember growing up, I, I was pretty much a basketball star. 
And I remember I used to always practice my autograph, not because of acting, because I never thought about being an actor. I always thought about because of basketball. Right. And for me to like be signing people's autographs, it's just, you know, I felt, I felt to this day, I still feel like, sorry about that. That's the NBA calling. They want you to play center tonight for uh, the Clippers. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Oh. Get the Clippers. I've been through the game so the Lakers can win. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but 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 I still feel honored and and blessed and you know that people will want to take you know autographs or, or pictures with me. I still can't believe it because I'm just like man. I'm just Vincent from Dayton, Ohio. Right. <laughs> Who did you like uh, growing up uh, basketball wise? Is there a player you idolized or were a fan of? I'm trying to think in Cleveland um, maybe back then. Hot Rod Williams. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Try to think of somebody. I, I used to like, like uh, growing up. I used to like Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah, there you go. I used to try to mimic his moves, and I I used to could do some of his moves pretty good. And I was the center, even though I was only like six four, but I I could jump real high. But now, you know, as I gotten older, my my man is LeBron. Yeah, one and off the court. I I just like I love what he does for this for his community and what he does for the kids yeah. and stuff like that. Of course, Michael Jordan will always be... In Chicago, know. of course, yeah, we still... Right. That debate is always going on. Right, but my, my thing, the thing that takes LeBron over him, not just because of basketball, but who he is as a person. Even though even though Michael Jordan has stepped up and started doing a lot of stuff for the community, but my God, it's been like, what, 20, 30 years, bro? Where you been? Right. But yeah. but, but yet, put those, those gym shoes out, you know, three or four times a year, but when it comes to giving back, I didn't, I didn't, I never heard or saw that from Michael Jordan. Yeah, and there was that famous line they talked about in the Last Dance. I don't know if you watched it or not. That special about, about the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, that one really ugh, stings when I hear him say that. I get what yeah. he's talking about, but ugh. especially now in this climate, you can't say that. In the '90s, maybe right. you got away with it, but not now. Yeah, but the thing about it is, for me, it's not. It's not like the, it's not the Democrats and Republicans. You just see that you know everybody buys shoes, but uh, but it's, it, I guess it's how the way the question was asked. Yeah, too. and from but what I, I understand, he might have donated money without putting a lot of uh, information out there for the public to know he was doing it like behind the scenes. So maybe he didn't really brag about what he was doing. Maybe he was, I don't really know. It's hard for me to say, but. And that era was different because we didn't have social media. Too. Right. Right. But exactly. Now, you know, it's, it's kind of a slap to his face, to his former players that the documentary seemed like it was just all about him mm -hmm. and they didn't really get that much love. So, you know, I understand he's, he's the, if not the greatest, but in the same breath, he wasn't the greatest person either. <laughs> <laughs> and then LeBron pass. He's got the most uh, playoff yeah, wins, right? Playoff points. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's just amazing to think about. And he still has, you know, three, four more years probably in him. Hopefully. His yeah. Year 17, man. And for him to be doing what he's doing, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Unfreaking believable, man. Yeah. But, but you know, we got year, a lot of years for him to do something positive for, for everybody. Yeah, he's definitely uh, – he put Cleveland on the map twice, and of course, when he came back to win that championship against Golden State, and now with LA. Uh, let me tell you something, Mark. When I tell you I went absolutely bananas, <laughs> I think I lost my voice and cried that day. I was I bet. so hyped up. But come back from three, three to one against that team, against that '73 team in in Golden State, unreal, man. Crazy. 
I can still see the block. <laughs> That's the greatest block of all time, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah that that right there. It it was totally uh, one of the great comeback stories, and of course for Cleveland, it, just getting that that fir- that championship. They had to feel good for you guys, man. Yeah, he kept his promise. Mm-hmm. He kept his promise. Yeah, he said he'd come back, and he did. He put him on his shoulders. No, I, you know, the thing about it too, Mark. I've been out here. I've been in L.A. I've been in California for 20 years now. So most of my, pretty much most of my adult life, you know what I mean? My, my entire family is back in Ohio and Dayton, Ohio. My parents, my sister, everybody, uh, my 13 grandkids. Oh, wow. If, if it wasn't for my family, I would never go back to Ohio, to be honest with you. But, you know, I have to go check on my parents and I have to check on those grandkids, especially, and try to keep in contact with them. Right. You know, I be proud of me and i want to leave a legacy for them and those are your roots in ohio too so you've always got that yeah, yeah you got to go back there i liked columbus the one time i went there i thought that was a pretty cool city but yeah cleveland yeah uh, not too much that's that's where i started my acting career oh columbus, columbus. what was your first went, acting uh job there i went and saw a play one day at this little theater called living a dream theater and it was probably like 20 seats and i went in there and i i had never seen a play mark and I was probably what um, twenty eight. Oh 27. wow! Yeah, and I had never seen a play, and I, I watched that play that day, and I fell in love with it. And I remember, you know, talking to some of the actors af- afterwards, and I was so excited to meet them. And they was like, "You should come audition," you know, because it, it was a play company. It wasn't just like a play; it was a theater company. And they was like, "Go, you should come audition." I was like, "All right." <laughs> What's an audition? Right, right. What does that <laughs> it mean? It was like an interview. So I went and auditioned and I got a part. Man. That's where I started. And you caught the bug, as they say, right? Man, I fell in love that day. That day I fell in love with. And I, and I like to say I didn't pick acting. Acting picked me. There you go. But it's back, you know, I was working at General Motors in Dayton, Ohio. You know, if anybody from the Midwest knows that GM, that's the job to have. Mm-hmm. That's the job. You can retire for your family back then. Um, I got hurt on the job. They told me I couldn't come back. I had to do something. So I started working at Champ Sports in Dayton, Ohio. And I became the number one salesman in the district. And they wanted to train me as an assistant manager. Wow. But I had to go to Columbus. Went to Columbus. Became the number one there. And uh, one day the general manager came and said, you're doing such a great job. You know, how far are you going to take it in this company? I said, I'd like to have a position like yours one day. And we laugh, you know, we joke. Two weeks later, this dude fired me. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he fired me. And my manager told me if I, if I, he told me why. He said, you know, he felt some kind of way. He said, if you repeat it, I just deny it. And so, like three weeks after that, is when I went and saw that when and saw that play, and um, got a part in that company. Then Champs tried to give me my job back, and I told him no. Yeah. I found something I love to do, so I started doing more plays. Then I ended up auditioning for an independent film. I got the lead role in that called A Symbol of Love, and then uh, got a part in a movie called Traffic with Michael Douglas. Yeah, big big movie there. Won an Oscar yeah. and everything. Yeah, and we shot that in Cincinnati. And after that, I told my parents, I'm moving to California. It's like, you don't even know anybody there. I was like, I don't care, I'm moving. But this is the killer thing, Mark. When it was time for me to move here, Jim had cut me a check for $10,000 telling me not to come back. Really? I mean, we might think it's a negative, 
might be a positive to be pushing you into what you yeah. really want in life. So even though things didn't work out, oh, my wife is leaving. Oh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> She's a school teacher and they're having like a little parade for the kids. Oh, like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's cool. So, yeah, man. So, you know, that money helped me with my move. And like two or three years after that, the whole uh, the whole General General Motors factory closed down anyways. So, you know, I just got a little, I got a step on everybody. The timing, just the timeline of all that coming together, yeah. stars aligning perfectly. And, and, and I see it, you know, I, I it's like, you know, kind of like deja vu. I kind of, I kind of saw it happening that way, but in the same breath, it was like, "What the heck am I doing in California?" <laughs> and I've been here for twenty years, man. Man, twenty years. And shout out to your wife. You said she's from Chicago, right? Yeah, yeah. I think she had a Chicago shirt on. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Bear shirt. Rip that. Hey, babe, you got a bear shirt on? Oh, it was her school shirt. <laughs> Did you guys meet uh, early on in your acting, or how, how long have you guys been together? Funny, funny story. No, funny story. We met at Walker Stalker Chicago. Oh <laughs> man, there it is. That's awesome. But the thing about it is, when she didn't stand in line and pay thirty dollars to meet you, did she? Is that is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for real. <laughs> She didn't stand in line to pay thirty dollars to meet me. Did she? She was actually in another line and came over there. Eee, <laughs> that's line. great. But the thing, <laughs> her, uh, our daughter, well, our daughter now, and her niece, when they walked up to me, I was like, "Here's my future family." Wow. I, so, okay, she said I said it wrong. She said I said, "Hey, here's what? Here's my new family. Here's my wife." <laughs> that's what I said to her. That's awesome. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and um, but the, all right now, but the thing about it is, we we never we never exchanged numbers. Wow. We never exchanged numbers, and I'm gonna tell her you you stalked me. So. <laughs> Real Walker stalker. <laughs> That's not just the name of a convention. That's your life. <laughs> because at that time she was dating somebody, and I was dating somebody, and. You know, months went by, and she just happened to inbox me and tell told me happy birthday. But the thing about it is, it wasn't my birthday. Oh, <laughs> her sister said, "Hey, girl, I looked up that guy you was talking about. Today is his birthday." <laughs> so it wasn't my birthday, and at that time, I was in um, Malaysia. I was in Malaysia filming, so we kept in contact through email. And you know, we we dated four years long distance. No, three. No, four years long distance, and we were married a year long distance. And so she just moved out here, so she'd be out here a year, like next month. That's amazing, man. I probably was at that Walker Stalkers. I know they had a couple here. They had like four or five years in a row here that I went to. So yeah, history yeah. was happening in that building. <laughs> That's awesome. Stalkers, Chicago, and I remember it was cold as hell. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it's 60 degrees now and cold, and it's still considered summer, but it's it's yeah. cold as hell here. This is climate change, man. Yeah. It was 110 here. 110. Last night, it was freezing. Yeah. Yeah, we had 90 degrees, and then all of a sudden, it's like 60, and I got to close the windows and debate wearing pants or shorts. Right. You know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. 
that's how you usually get sick too. yeah right yeah and i have a 14 month old so i gotta really be careful oh, <laughs> her getting right. sick yeah <laughs> Uh, that's awesome, man. You met her at Walker Stalker. That is some good. What did you sign on her photo? Do you remember? Did she get a uh, photo from you or anything? Or? My name on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so cool, oh, man. Because, you know, it's, you know I, I had never, like, tried to talk to any women at the conventions or anything like that. And I actually, when I said that to her, I was just joking around. Right. She here now. You're stuck. You hear that, nerds listening? You know, you go to these conventions, whenever they happen again, they're not going on right now, but when they come back, you never know, you know. And that's the thing, too, man, because I had started a a travel show called Conventioning, and so I was just talking to my team about it. I was like, we got to figure something else out, So because I don't think the conventions are going to come back anytime soon, Mm -mm. because I'm not even, not not just the horror walker-stalker conventions, it's 13,000 different conventions in the world. Yeah. Hair, the makeup, the clothes, you name it, it's a convention for it. But nobody's going to come with the conventions. Right. So what I'm working on right now is I contacted my good friend, Felicia Rose, from uh, Sleepaway Camp. And she's done, she's done a whole bunch of other stuff, too. But most people know her from Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. I told her, let's do, let's, let's do like a travel show, like a horror travel show. You know, the... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, you know, horror museums, horror houses, you know, anything that's dealing with scary, scary stuff. And so, you know, we're about to talk about doing that together now. Because my, my, I love I love the host, man. I'd rather be a host than act. I see. Because I get to show my personality. I, I don't have lies to remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on YouTube, right? We could catch a couple episodes on there, right? What, conventioning? Yeah. I think they might have put a little something I think I saw there. a couple on there. Yeah, little little sizzle, little sizzle stuff on there. So that'd be pretty cool, you know. Go to a haunted house or something, and, and yeah. host it there. Yeah, that paranormal stuff, and you know, and because you don't have to worry about having a big crowd when you're right host. It's just you, your crew, and the person that's they got the keys to the house or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> we got to look for that. So you got to keep us uh, in tune when we could start watching that. Uh, yeah, when it, when it starts working out. It, uh, uh, what was that? Dead sleep away or sleep dead sleep away. It's just pretty much what people know me from and what people know her from trying to put it together. Oh, that, that sounds good. Exclusive dead sleep away. <laughs> Walk away camp doesn't sound as good. Yeah. That's probably better. <laughs> Man, uh, speaking yeah. of working on projects, I saw that you have a, had a movie with Lou Temple and Nick Gomez. Uh, that was actually my movie. Yeah. It was, Called the step daddy, just the photo, the, 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 the picture is scary. You got yeah. the half face going. Um, I had a stepfather in my life, so definitely brought back some memories. Uh, oh, talk- <laughs> and I remember that movie from the 80s, too. Uh, yeah, stepfather. talk about the, the step daddy, man. Step daddy, man, it's like I always, I always put myself in a position where I don't see, I don't see me, it's just like a host, right. You don't see any. You don't see any black travel host. You don't. Yeah. The only horror pe- people or horror person you've really seen that was black was Candyman. Yeah, Tony Todd, right? Yeah, yeah. Tony. And so I created the stepdaddy, and I created one. It's called Devereaux. Now Devereaux is my baby, man. Devereaux is like the new age Candyman. Even though Candyman is coming back, 
But Devereaux is my baby, man. I put him up there with Jason and Freddie nice. and Michael Myers. You know, those type of characters. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you. That's that's a Hall of Fame of slashers right there. So Devereaux yeah, definitely be in that uh, conversation. I don't, I don't know if you can see him. Oh, yeah. That's badass, <laughs> or man. see this one. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's with the makeup. It's with the, you know, the hat, the dreads. All of that. And people always like, isn't that like that voodoo guy? I'm like, I don't even know what voodoo guy you're talking about. But. <laughs> Are they talking about the comic book character, Brother Voodoo? Uh, the Marvel character? Right. Oh, okay. And uh, we're actually having a, a comic. We're having a comic book for, for Devereaux as well. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it's all about creating your own stuff now, man. You know, because I got tired of being the one to get killed off all the time. I'm like, well, you know what? I, I'm not going to kill myself off. No, you're going to keep writing yourself in every show, everything. Exactly. <laughs> and if I'm not on the show, I'm still going to get a check for it because I'm the executive producer. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of shows, my all-time favorite show is The Wire, and I saw that you were on one episode of The Wire playing Butchie's Bodyguard. That's crazy. I got to go back and watch it. How was but it you know working what? on it there? It wasn't Butchie's Bodyguard. I That's was what it said. Okay, it's not? Yeah. No. I don't know why they say Butchie's Bodyguard, but I got a story for that one, too. Okay. I was in Baltimore filming an independent film, and it I knew it was the last year of The Wire. Three different people. Three different places. Okay? I told three different people, I said, I'm going to go try to audition for The Wire while I'm here in Baltimore. All three said, do not go to that lady's office because she's mean. Meaning the casting director. And I'm like, I'm like, why does everybody keep saying this? <laughs> so I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm going anyways. So I put a little package together and I go in the office. I introduce myself to the secretary. And she's like, oh, I'll go tell whatever the lady's name was. All of a sudden, I heard, I don't give a F. Who he effing is, he doesn't stop in my effing office without effing calling. Wow. Saying the word, though. You can say the word on here, by the way, in case right. you wanted to. <laughs> you don't have to censor yourself. So, so, so the secretary comes back out. She said, I guess you heard that, huh? I was like, yeah, she's standing right there. I can see the lady. She's in her office, but I can see her and I can hear her cussing. So I'm about to leave out. And I was like, you know, sorry for stopping in without calling. You know, my apologies. I leave. But I left that package that I put together right there. There it is. An hour later, she called me, and she's like, I want you to come in for an audition. I go in, and she said the reason she acts like that is because people don't come in there prepared. You know, they don't take it serious. Because, right. you know, it's not like New York or, yeah. uh, or, or L.A., you know, New York or California or, you know, someplace like that. And she said, I'm going to let you audition. And I was like, all right. I auditioned. She said, I want you to come back for the callback. I go back. At this time, I'm like, I'm like, what, in my 30s? I go back for the callback. It's men in their 60s and 70s in there for the same part. Oh, man. And I'm (laughs) looking like, why am I here? (laughs) But it was for a a pastor that was doing money laundering in his church with the drug dealers. So they didn't think somebody my age, they always thought about an older older person. Yeah. Long story short, I got the part, and that was probably the first time I ever cried about getting a part. Because wow. I thought if I would have listened to these other people, these naysayers, I would have never got the part. So sometimes you just got to step, step out on faith 
and and take a chance. Only thing they can tell you is get the f out. Right. <laughs> Man, learning a lot here. So don't be a bully, and take that chance. Vincent Ward, if you leave anything from this interview, learn anything from it. Those are the two Amen. things. And write yourself in your own uh, project so you don't get killed. <laughs> right. Exactly. Man, and I I grew up a huge fan of like Steve Martin. Eugene Levy, and I'm a big hip-hop fan, so Queen Latifah, of course, you did that movie, yeah. Bringing Down the House. House. Talk about how crazy that was just to be in... I, I know you had a scene with Steve Martin. Did you have scenes with Queen Latifah or Eugene Levy I, also? I, I don't think you did, I, right? She was there right. in the one scene when we was by the, um, uh, by the, by the ambulance right. when she gave the dog back, and I was like, hello, hello back, G-Ma. She was there, but we didn't have any lines together. Oh, okay. I think even though I had done Traffic and Ocean's Eleven before that movie, I think that movie was the one that people was like, "Oh wow, Vincent's really in the movies." Right. Because Traffic, they cut my they cut my lines out. Oh. They cut my lines out, and in Ocean's Eleven, you couldn't hear my lines because the music was playing on top of. Just like your first real acting job yeah. that people could point to and say, "There he is." Yeah. yeah, and I and I I freaking added lines on there, man, because I thought about traffic when they cut my lines mm-hmm. out. I thought about Ocean's Eleven where they played the music on top of my lines. I was like, I'm not giving somebody the opportunity to to dick me over again, right? And so <laughs> I remember, I remember because you're not supposed to add lines in movies, okay, most of the time. So I remember now Adam Shankman, the director, he's real flamboyant. He's he's very funny. He's real flamboyant. And um, I remember adding lines, and then I'm like, all right, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, I said, Vince, you're doing too much. (laughs) I ended up, you know, we did the scene again, and I didn't say the lines that I added, right? And so all of a sudden sudden I heard, cut, cut. (laughs) So he comes over, he's shashing over. He said, me, Mr. Add Your Own Lines, man. We like the lines that you added, so could you do it that way, please? And oh. he did the snap, and he turned away, and he shashayed away. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> but every line that I added, they kept. That's great, man. That's got to give you that confidence, too, that you know what the scene should be like and how it would be authentic and how to bring that. And it was comedy. It was funny, the, the scenes yeah. you had. Like when we were sitting there smoking weed? Right. Well, <laughs> something. Right. I added all that stuff. That's and I was great. like, how you doing? And she's like, what? what? I said, I, I added all of that, man. So you got to yeah. take a chance. Yeah, yeah. And what was it like working with Steve Martin? I mean, he's one of my favorite comedic actors of all time was it was it pretty cool being in a movie with him it was but we didn't have a conversation oh really yeah a lot of comedians that's true they're quiet until it's time to you know turn like a switch almost right yeah yeah so the whole time he was over there sitting by himself chilling wearing that ridiculous outfit that he was wearing (laughs) that he had bought from somebody oh boys (laughs) (laughs) Man, I got to ask you, because you talked about working on stage a little bit, too, but you did The Redemption of a Dog with Snoop Dogg's uh, story on stage. That had to be something else, maybe, because he is such an icon, especially for hip-hop music and everything. But what's it like working with... Did you guys come to Chicago, by the way, to do that show? Mm-hmm. You did? Okay. Yeah. How was that? One, one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet in your life. 
when I tell you once when Snoop has your back, he has your back. There's nothing Snoop won't do for you when he he believes in you, when he trusts you, right? When you're part of his team, and it was probably one of the greatest times I ever had in theater, because not because I I've done a lot of theater theater. That's where I started off at. Snoop had never done a play before, right? Snoop, Tamar, Braxton, Omar Gooding. Eric Benet and a couple other people never did a play before. And for me to help them right. and their confidence up, you know, that meant a lot to me because for me, everybody knew them. Everybody right. knew Tamar, you know, Eric Benet. Nobody really knew me because they didn't really focus on, oh, yeah, Vincent from The Walking Dead is in the play. You know, right. they never really talked about me because they were so stuck on them. Right. I felt some kind of way. It's like, I do plays. This is what I do. This is where my most, I'm most confident at. And I wasn't coming down to Snoop's and them level. They had to come up to my level as far as doing, you know, doing the play. You know what I mean? You know, so it, it wasn't like I wasn't going, I was going to bag off and not really go at them because of they are. If anything, it's like, I'm going I'm to make, try to make you guys better and show you what you can do on this stage because the stage is totally different from TV and movies. Once they say action, it ain't no cut. You mess up, you better figure out how to how to play it off. That's true. Do you prefer stage acting over uh, film or TV? For a play like that, yeah. yeah. Because I love the interaction with the crowd. And my 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 character was like Suge Knight, but I was I was really the devil at the end, and I was trying to get Snoop not to redeem his life you know it was an awesome play man awesome play i wish we could have continued to do it but you know when when a lot of so when that much money is involved and people get greedy then that's what happened oh it ended prematurely it didn't get to finish its run oh yeah we were supposed to start back up last year and in like march and i remember we were supposed to be going to philadelphia new jersey and new york i was so disappointed that we didn't get to go man (laughs) I couldn't even yeah. imagine being uh, on tour with Snoop in a way. That's basically what that is, right? I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 even in one part of the play, he did like a little concert. It was so, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. That would have been something. I I would have loved to have seen that. And that's not online anywhere either, right? I mean, it, if you missed well, you it. Little, oh, if you go on YouTube, I actually went on YouTube the other day. And, you know, some people have recorded a few oh, little okay. things there. Yeah, and it it's like the one song when uh when he said Death Row is the label that pays man. Mm-hmm. Now my character is like Suge, so my character's name was Big Sauce. So he would say <laughs> he would say Sauce Records is the label that pays. Oh, man. there it is. That made me feel so good. I'm like he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like Dre in that moment almost. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Sauce Records is the label that pays me. Man, Big Sauce. Hey. Big sauce. <laughs> well, I'll show you some. Ah, it's not over here. I was going to show you one of my big sauce cards. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll come across it eventually. <laughs> yeah, sauce man, yeah, I, I grew up on, you know, hip-hop music. And, you know, when I saw that, I was like, man, that would have been cool to see Snoop. Because, you know, it, all he do is a couple songs, you know, throw on gin and juice or something, and the crowd mm-hmm. would be right in his hands. And, of course, the play oh, itself, man. you know. 
That was probably one of the, my favorite parts. The, that when he performed, and at the end when I just tore the whole stage down because one of the characters in the in the play was the lights. Yeah. When I tell you these, this lighting on this stage was unreal. I remember it was a part where I was like, I'm about to really show you what's going on. And I do this, mm -hmm. the whole stage catches on fire. Wow. The stage catches on fire and all the furniture just moves off the stage. But, of course, you know, somebody's moving it. Right. right. As soon as I do this, the furniture moves and the, and the whole thing is red. And it's fire everywhere. That had to be something. There's never. I don't think there's ever been a musical or a stage show like that. So... That's on no. another level. Especially like, you know, quote unquote, uh, off Broadway. Yeah. Another thing you did that I, I love this commercial to death, man. I know you know what I'm talking about, this direct TV spot. I remember <laughs> like a couple years ago, it came out. I'm like, is that, that's, this one man from Walking Dead. Yeah, and man. now that I know you're a football fan, that, that probably hits you even more to the heart. Cause I mean, that's a real speech. I wanted to quit cable. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to tell you the thing that hit me the most. I'm about to send it. I'm about to, uh, I don't know if I got it on my phone. But the thing that hit me the most is it was an Ohio State Buckeye ring. Oh, wow. And they didn't even know I was a fan. Oh, that's crazy. It hit, that hit me, man. That got me good. I was like, oh, my God. This is an Ohio State Buckeye ring. It was a championship ring. Man, dude. Did you study any old uh, speeches or anything, uh, like Newt Rockney or whatever? I'm trying to think of like. <laughs> uh, for me, man, you know, a lot of times people be like, yeah, I did. I went and did this for this character. I did that for the character. For me, I just do what they tell me to do. That's awesome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you see enough football games. You know what a coach supposed to sound like. <laughs> right. It's like, you know, I don't need somebody else to hype me up. I'm a, I can hype my own self. There it is. <laughs> I well, damn near quit cable after watching that commercial. That was very. Yeah, I should have quit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talk about talk about a, a scream test. I saw you posted on Instagram. Another project you got coming out with Felissa. Felissa yeah. Rose. That's Felissa on the poster. Oh, okay. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it's playing at all the drive-ins right now. Yeah, those are coming back. That's crazy. It's like it's like. Um, it's like a it's like a comedy, it's like a comedy comedy horror. So I mean, it's 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 fun. It was it was fun to do, man. Did you find after doing Walking Dead that you got a lot of horror stuff that you never would have gotten before? Like it seemed like everybody wanted to put you in that box or that genre as far as doing movies. And that's not necessarily good or bad. I was just you know curious if that's like the next well, you know genre what? that kind of came knocking on your door more times than not. Yeah, there you go, right there. I'll oh, there say. it is. Oh, man. Yeah. I think a lot of times I end up getting a lot of uh, horrors because of because of my build and because of my voice. Gotcha. You know? So, yeah, man. There's something else, too. Yeah. That is. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Burning it down. Burning it down, brother. <laughs> oh, my God. That stage show had to be something. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I've only been to one musical in my life, and that was the producers way back then. Because I don't really dig on musicals too much, but that would have been something to see, man. Yeah, because I mean, it was it it, it did have some songs in it, but if sometimes, like for me, if if a, if a play has too many songs, I'm like, man, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to hear another song. But Tamar, Tamar, you know, of course, she had to sing. Of course, and Eric Benet. Uh, Eric Benet had to sing, right? You know. 
it wouldn't have been right if, if they if they didn't sing. Right. That's why so, they're there. <laughs> yeah. And the women, man, the women went crazy when Eric Benet started singing. Yeah, of course. They probably heard about his, you know, tendencies. Right. <laughs> right. right. And he is so nice, man. Yeah. Eric is extreme. Everybody was nice. Yeah. Every freaking body was nice. You know, even, even Tamar, you know, she'd be going through her thing. But... You know, she she was nice. I had a good time. Man, it sounds like you've had a lot of good relationships with people you've met through acting, man. It's just so awesome to hear your timeline and how you got started and everything. What you got coming out next? What can we be on the lookout for besides uh, Scream Test and things like that? Uh, shoot, I got to look on my IMDb. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you had a lot on there. I couldn't write them all down. There was a lot of yeah. post-production and pre-production. and. <laughs> yeah. I just I just finished a movie called Social Disturbance. It was all about the pandemic, what's going on, but it's a horror. Uh, I just did another movie called Amityville Rising. Oh wow! Uh, well, no, Amityville Moon. Well, one of them damn Amityville. <laughs> the house is the house is haunted. That's all you need to know. Some bad stuff yeah. happens, right? Uh, I got a lot of stuff coming up, man. Probably be I, I I began another movie called the playground the end of this the end of this month um i wanted my my cooking show and one of the sit, sitcoms is, is streaming on the wind network the wind just like you know the wind hotel in okay. Vegas. and uh yeah and i just got an email today said encounter the, the sci-fi movie is now playing on voodoo oh nice okay yeah it's on voodoo but it was already on prime so i'm trying to stay busy man yeah man, just try you know, just stay mentally, psychologically, emotionally, and physically, you know, straight. Because this time, man, people, this mental illness comes out because people get start worrying about stuff. And, you know, everybody that, that you might see on TV or movies, you know, they got mental problems, too. Got mental problems, too. So I just try to stay, stay grounded and stay positive. Is it hard acting in this environment? And obviously, your movies are on hold, projects are on hold, and things move a lot slower. Has it been really tough for you to 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 get into the flow of doing work? I mean, it's was... definitely hard. Yeah, because I mean, these movies, you know, even though I would do it myself, but you know, you got to wear masks while you're on 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 set, and then you take it off when it's time. But you still be like like <laughs> this last movie I did, Social Disturbance. Um, shout out to my boy Slink. He played Black Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. an Adult Swim. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, Slink is tall. Slink is taller than me. So we had some scenes together, and I'm like, he bet not spit on me. I was, I'm gonna have a heart attack because <laughs> it was a lot of yelling. Yeah, and, you know that's all that stuff passed. Yep. I'm sure he, oh, he don't don't have the Ronas. And thank God I, I don't I didn't have neither, but still you think about that type of anxiety stuff, is right? high. Yep. Yeah, you for me because I care, and you know I don't want to bring anything back home to my wife. Right. It, but you know when I was filming, she I didn't sleep in the room with her. I had to sleep in the guest room. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Just to be on the safe side, you know I I, I that that would kill me if I knew I was the cause of her getting this pandemic. You know. Right. Now that that's that's really important. I didn't even think of that. That's another aspect of it. It's not just going to work. It's when you come home from where mm-hmm. you were 
and the thought or you hear about that with like people who work in the hospitals and stuff like they gotta do all these things just to even be in the same environment as their family so yeah that's right. applies to actors too man it's not just uh, people in the hospital that's yep. something man crazy times dude mm-hmm. <laughs> but time to be creative too because you could come up with new movies and ideas based on some of what's happening There's a lot of real life stuff that's probably going to be you're going to see movies based on so think about it if you yeah. look at these commercials you see the same commercial over and over and over and over hey i'm i'm happy for those people because they they cleaning up with those checks but even <laughs> now with commercials you know we have to do the auditions from home yeah and for for commercials you've never done auditions from home it's just like I did one the other day for Audi, and my wife was pro- she was pretty much the cameraman, right? Because they had to have you pan in, and then I got to get up and look out the window and all that other stuff, and she had to do all of that. Just like I don't know if you saw that thing that freshly uh, clip I put up. Oh, okay. Me and my wife, we when it was on me, she was a cameraman. When it was on her, I was a oh, cameraman, okay. <laughs> and we had the producer on on the laptop telling us what to do wow yeah and so we had to send all of everything into them and let them edit it it's different man that's why i always i always be like please people just wear a mask wash your hands social distance so we can everybody can get back at least try to get back to their lives yeah it's not hard yeah, I mean, wearing a mask is really... And you get a cool one. I have a Star Wars one I wear all the time. I mean, yeah. they get fashionable with it. But, you you know, you got people out here that don't want to do it. It's like, no, it's a hoax. It's a, it's a fraud. It's, it's, it's <laughs> fake news. Like, okay, is you saying all that until one of your relatives end up getting it or until you get yeah. it. See, then you see it's not fake. I got My sister is a nurse. My, my cousin is a nurse. So they're seeing this. It ain't people just going in there... And they making stuff up and be like, oh, he died from from COVID. No, these people got it. Yeah, they had other things that was wrong with them. But the the virus attacked them because of the things that was wrong. Right, right. Respiratory issues and anything that's lingering before. Yep. It's it's not easy, man. And yeah, you're right. People just don't want to. If people would just get on board from the beginning and that starts at the top unfortunately (laughs) so yeah it's it's uh everybody's playing by their own rules yeah everybody's playing by their own rules and some of us are feeling the 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 anxiety of it at the on the other side of it man it's tough man man i appreciate this so much dude I'm, i'm such a walking dead fan so it's just an honor to have you on here and even talking football, I don't know if the Bears play the Bengals this year or not. So I'll have to look that up on the schedule. But It'll probably be a tie, two to two. <laughs> <laughs> Man, one of these years the Bengals are going to get it. It's gonna. I don't know when it'll happen, but one of these years. <laughs> It'll be two safeties in a tie the first time in history. <laughs> oh, a defensive battle. <laughs> Oh, man. man, no, I remember as a kid, Icky Woods. I mean, our Bengals were so good back in the '80s, but uh, it's been yeah. off and on ever since. Man, when we lost to San Francisco with that Clark going across, yeah, that Dwight was, Clark, yep, that yeah. was it, man. Icky Shuffle. <laughs> I think he's still doing that somewhere. I don't know. I thought I saw a commercial with him still doing that. Oh yeah, they, they, <laughs> if somebody gonna pay him, he gonna get his shuffle. Yeah, on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Boomer Sison and. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. The Bengals—they they had a—they had a nice team for a while there, but just the 49ers, dude. I mean, being a Bear fan, they knocked us out of the playoffs a couple of years in those '80s uh, dynasties. It's, all, 
it's always one team that has your number. Yeah. Always. Yep. Even for the Cavaliers, it was the damn Golden State. Yeah. Suffered up one time. Like, but but I will say this. The first year Golden State beat us, it's because Kyrie was hurt and Kevin Love was hurt. If they weren't hurt, we would have beat them that year because Golden State didn't know anything about being a champion neither. Right. And, and they should have swept us, and LeBron kept us in the game. Yep. You know, they, you know, it was like what four to two, four games to two, something like that. Yeah, LeBron put him on his shoulders. Kevin Durant, right? Like, come on. <laughs> well, as a Bulls fan, since we were the team that first won seventy, we were kind of a little bit happy to see them not pull it off. Right. <laughs> you got the seventy wins, but you didn't get the ring, so. Right. It's like when the Patriots went undefeated, like didn't win the Super Bowl, so we don't right. really regard your season. <laughs> like the Miami Dolphins every year when all those old guys come out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what we did in the seventies. We you know, yeah, right. 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 <laughs> we made it again. <laughs> Another one lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you they know they were happy. <laughs> when Tyree makes that catch by the helmet in that Super Bowl, they were excited for oh, that, I'm sure. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Well, hopefully, hopefully the Bengals have a decent year, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure, yeah, but they got a good quarterback, so we'll see. Yeah, that's that's the first part of it. But uh, let people know how they could follow you and keep up with your projects and stuff. And uh, do you have a website or anything you want to promote? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I went through the hack being hacked. Oh no! Recently, so on Instagram right now it's Vincent M Ward two because the other still hack damn and Vincent and Ward on Facebook Vincent and Ward on Twitter with two uh and www.vincentandward there it is everybody make sure you check out Vincent Ward for his stuff coming out and projects he's done in the past and man like I said big Walking Dead fan so Oscar wasn't here long enough but we definitely enjoyed the uh the episodes that you did for that season Appreciate three, you, man. Bro. Definitely, All right. man. All right. Go Bears. Go Bengals. <laughs> yes, sir. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Cool, cool. Thanks again, man. Like I said, it's, been, it's an honor to have you on, dude. I really appreciate you giving me your time. and uh, Appreciate you, man. Thank you, bro. I right, appreciate Take it, man. Thank you. Stay safe, right. man. You too. Peace. Peace. Make sure you check out my friends over at the Have You Seen It podcast. Have you ever wondered what shows are like in foreign countries, but the language barrier is what stopped you from giving them a chance? My name's Maggie, and I host the podcast, Have You Seen It?, where I talk about TV shows from countries all around the world. If you're like me, you spend more time on Netflix looking for something to watch than actually watching something. So if you don't want to spend time scrolling through Netflix or even Hulu, check out my podcast for some show suggestions. I talk about the plots, tell you who the cast is, what I liked and what I didn't like about the shows. And I also throw in some fun facts about each country, tell you where in the world the show takes place, how close they are to any other shows that I've already covered, mention any cultural differences or similarities that I noticed, and my favorite part are the words and phrases that I picked up while watching these shows. You can check out Have You Seen It on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and most other places you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at OfficialHYSI. That's O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L-H-Y-S-I. And make sure to like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash OfficialHYSI. Let me help you find your new favorite show. Yo, what up? It's your man, Michael Myers, man. When I'm not bashing them seeds over the head with mic stands, I'm chilling on the Infinite Podcast, man. We're chilling. We're doing it right. We're doing it big. 
So the Walking Dead TV show looks like it finally is going to end. Some people are happy because they've gotten off board and they feel like the show hasn't been the same since the beginning. Some people like myself have stuck through the entire time and have always loved the show. There's been some peaks and valleys, but for the most part, we've always been fans of the show. And it is kind of uh, bittersweet that there actually is going to be an end game to this show. The show will end after season 11, which will be next year. Season 10 has been extended. There's going to be an episode coming out in October. There was supposed to be the finale of season 10. They're extending it to have a few more episodes that'll be on next year. And then season 11 will start in next October, 2021. So season 11 is the end of it. I don't know if it will end like the comic book did. If anybody read the comic book, you know, in issue 193, which kind of came abruptly. A lot of us thought that the comic book would go on for a long time. And spoiler, once they killed Rick, it was kind of the beginning of the end for that comic book run. But maybe the show has decided that they don't don't want to try to come up with new material on their own. They're just going to end the show like the comic book did and just try to do all the stories that were told in the comic. And they're not going to go beyond that except for the spinoff shows that they have announced that will be coming out after season 11 ends. So I'm guessing they're going to try and wrap up season 11 in the same fashion that they did with the comic book. I don't know how they're going to do it exactly because Carl's dead. He's not dead in the comic. Anybody who read it who knows what I'm talking about, he's the last thing you see in the comic book. So maybe they'll do something similar with that. Not really sure. But like I said, it's been a long time. I, this show's been on for over 10 years. I can't believe they're going to end it. Uh, most TV shows don't run that long. My all-time favorite show, The Wire, only went on for five seasons, and it hasn't been on in like 12 years. So it's definitely you know something that's going to happen eventually. Not every show's going to go on. They can't all be The Simpsons and go on forever and ever. I don't remember the last time I watched The Simpsons episode. I believe that show was still on the air and it's been on since the 90s. So most shows eventually, they do have an expiration date and they do have to end eventually. The good news is if you are a Walking Dead fan, that the show itself might be ending, the original series, but that doesn't mean there won't be any more Walking Dead content. You still have Fear the Walking Dead, you have World Beyond coming out, and they also announced two spinoff shows. One will be called Carol, well it's not called anything, I'm going to call it Carol and Daryl because they've they said that's what it's going to be about. So apparently they're not going to die in, uh, in any of the shows coming up and I guess they're going to get on the motorcycle and ride off together which they kind of hinted at in one of the episodes in this past season so I guess they're going to have a Carol and Daryl show I don't know if anybody's excited about that I'm kind of in the middle on it whatever I guess it's something to watch and another spinoff called Tales of the Walking Dead which I talked about with Vincent Ward where they saying they might bring back some older characters and some new ones maybe it'll be some flashback episodes in there maybe it'll be if you're a comic book fan maybe you know what a one shot is where you just have like one book that talks about one storyline Maybe they'll have a lot of episodes that don't tie into a next week's episode or a previous week's episode. They'll be just one shots, real quick episodes about one character or a group of characters, and it doesn't trend into a whole season of uh, that group or that person. So that one I'm more intrigued about because the idea they might bring back Glenn or Abraham or name a character, maybe Oscar, like I said, whatever. Maybe they'll do something with that, some flashback episodes. That I'm pretty excited to hear about that. And then, of course, you got the Rick movies, which I don't know, they even filmed them yet. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but they're on the docket to be done. So let's see if they make them. And who knows, maybe Rick will come back for season 11 because how do you end this show without having Rick in some form or another? But you can't, right? Because he's gone and they got to do the movies. I don't know how they're going to work all this stuff out. This is going to be 
it sounds like a lot of work, and I don't know how they're going to pull it off. But hopefully we get at least a Rick appearance before the actual series itself ends. It would be nice to get one last Rick moment or something. But uh, yeah, he's also in a movie, so I don't know how that's going to work out. But as a Walking Dead fan, like I said, it's kind of a bittersweet thing. You know the show is going to end sometime, and I wasn't sure how much more they had in them. Actors are leaving, you know, like you know, Denai Guerrero plays Michonne. You, you can't keep them all around forever. They're not going to want to be there for 15 years doing this show. So eventually you're going to lose actors, and unless you kill them off, you kind of just have to write them off the show with the idea they might come back, but then maybe they don't come back. But eventually the show has to go because you can't just keep killing off characters and expecting people to keep watching it because we're not invested in a lot of these new characters like the old ones were. It's never going to be the same as it was those first few years. I get that. And you're going to lose a lot of your core audience eventually. This is impossible to get someone to watch this many seasons of a show. I'm definitely a devout watcher, but I eventually I will probably start to peter out too. So this is probably a good idea. Announce that it's ending. Leave on a high note and do these spinoff shows and see if they work out. But the comic book ended, so so will the show apparently. That's it. Walking Dead, it's, it's leaving. I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying that. It'll be exciting to see what they do and how they wrap this up. There's a lot of material in the comic books they haven't covered yet, so they have a lot of material to cover within these two years or whatever it ends up being, timeline-wise. All right, that's it. Walking Dead. I can't believe I'm saying these words. It's about to be done with. But the good news is there are other shows coming that are related to Walking Dead. Whether you like those shows or not is left to be seen. I'm not a big fan of the Fear of the Walking Dead show. Morgan and Friends, as I call it. But I guess I'll be paying more attention to it because it'll be the only thing to watch. So we'll see. But speaking of Walking Dead comic books, it's time to talk about Negan Lives. This is Shav McKenzie, and you're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast. So for those of you who don't read comic books or maybe are fans of The Walking Dead but don't know about the comic book uh, itself or are just not familiar with it because you've never picked one up and read it, it's very different from the show and there's a lot of similarities as well, of course, but it's a source material. So there are characters and themes that are in the comic books that are also on the show. But a comic book that just came out, Negan Lives, it's really good. I definitely suggest everybody out there go and get it. I don't know if they're going to have more issues coming. It was kind of left open-ended where they could make some more into a series of this or it could just be this is just like a one-shot deal and this is it. But it basically shows that Negan did not die in the comic books, which makes you wonder if they would ever kill him on the show either. But it's really good. It's just Negan on his own. He's not with any groups or anything. And uh, Pretty Blonde comes up to him and he starts to be a little skeptical about her motives. And next thing you know, there's a couple of dudes trying to take him out. And of course, Negan gets over on them and he's sets himself on a path to find the remains of his wife that passed away before the apocalypse started. So it leaves it there for a possibility of more issues coming. And I do like the idea that even though The Walking Dead comic book is done, a way to still do the comic book without actually calling it The Walking Dead, but it's still a Walking Dead comic book. So definitely go check out Negan Lives. Go buy it before somebody puts it on eBay and you have to pay $30, $40 to get it. Maybe they were already doing that. Uh, I got mine for five bucks, whatever. But definitely go check it out. Negan Lives. He's not dead. He's still out there causing havoc and being a complete jackass in the apocalypse. But it's very entertaining, so I definitely recommend reading Negan Lives. Time for you to leave, asshole. That's Kirk Acevedo telling me it is time to leave, so that is exactly what I'm going to do. Once again, big thanks to Vincent M. Ward. Really enjoyed talking to him about his time on The Walking Dead and everything he's working on now. So definitely go follow him on social media. Keep up with the things he's doing and watch his projects for sure. Want to give another shout out to the Bloody Babbles podcast and to the Have You Seen It podcast. Definitely go check those out. You heard the promos here in the podcast. Go find those shows. Check them out on all their digital platforms. Definitely want to promote podcasts. 
that are out there. All right, that's it for the show here. Once again, big thanks to Vincent M. Ward. Go check out that Negan Lives comic book and The Walking Dead. It is done in a couple years, but it doesn't mean there won't be Walking Dead material for us to watch and consume over the years. So it's leaving, but it's leaving other things to watch. It's like watching uh, All in the Family, then you had the Jeffersons. So, or Sanford and Son, and he had Sanford. Yeah, these are two older references. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else that's maybe more. Okay, like you watch Breaking Bad, and now you have Better Call Saul. So think of that. You got The Walking Dead. It's leaving. But you'll get Carol and Daryl. So there it is. Exciting stuff, right? Uh, (laughs) They're going to be on a motorcycle eating possum together and drinking from creeks. Should be really great. So definitely, definitely go check that out when that show comes out in a couple years. All right, that is my time. I'm out of here. Thank you for checking out the Infinite Banter podcast. Listen on all digital platforms. Follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter. Instagram, Infinite Banter Podcast and on Facebook at Infinite Banter. You can even bother me, DJ Soundwave 75 That's my handle on Instagram and Twitter. And definitely go to YouTube, check out Infinite Banter, and hear clips from past guests from this show. All right, that's it. Again, big thanks to Vincent M. Ward. Appreciate everybody for listening. And until I do another one of these, I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Being on the infinite banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.